Welcome into the Stampede. My name is Ryan Jones. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to our podcast, whether it's the morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is for you. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I am joined, as always, by my lovely and amazing football fanatic co-host, Nick Romero, Ashton Yanez. How are you guys doing today? I'm feeling great. great. Well, let's get right into it. If you have been following us the last few podcasts, we are fixing the entire NFL. Pretty easy task, as you might imagine. What we are doing is going division by division, going from worst to first, giving out three reasons why we believe we could fix this team or what these teams should do to achieve their ideal offseason. Beginning with me. I drew the Jacksonville Jaguars, unfortunately for me. But... <laughs> Actually, you know, I say unfortunately, I think that this team has a really, really good shot for, to go from worst to first to making the postseason. They went 1-15, obviously, and you guys are probably thinking like, what? One and how, how are they going to make the postseason? I'll tell you right now, this is what they should do to make the postseason. Number one, don't overthink it. Draft Trevor Lawrence. There are some people out there, I'm not going to say who, that believe Trevor Lawrence is the best or isn't the best quarterback in this class. Urban Meyer doesn't come back and coach in the NFL or come out of retirement to coach in the NFL for one of the worst franchises, historically at least, in the National Football League. I know they're a newer franchise and they haven't really hit their stride yet, guys, but historically the Jags are not one of the better teams in the NFL. Just draft Trevor Lawrence and I, I promise you, good things will happen for your friend to your franchise. Trust me. Number two, you have to draft young defensive talent. Being as you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't think you're going to get a lot of defensive-minded or defensive-free agents. So, And they've actually done a decent job at drafting young defensive talent the last few years. They drafted cornerback C.J. Henderson a few years ago, Josh Allen, the edge rusher, Caleb Von Chase on out of LSU. So they have pieces in place to be a good defense. They just have to continue to add young pieces. They have multiple first-round picks. If you don't trade them away for something – J.C. Horn would be ideal. The South Carolina corner, if they could draft J.C. Horn to pair him with C.J. Henderson, you would then have two awesome corners and two awesome edge rushers. That's the making of a great defense right there. Number three, establish a winning culture. Look, you can draft all the talent you want, but it wouldn't change, it, it wouldn't change the ways of the old regime that was back there. A lot of the players didn't like the, uh, the transition to a new regime they got rid of them they got rid of Jalen Ramsey they got rid of AJ Bouye they got rid of uh, Yannick Ngakwe they got rid of all those older players and you saw Miles Jack in the middle of your defense to kind of help you establish a new winning culture look follow the Browns blueprint for uh, the next few years get the coach right get the quarterback right and surround that quarterback who is on his rookie deal with a lot of talent go after a Juju Smith-Schuster who probably wouldn't actually be best for your culture, but he's a number one receiver. So you might, you know, kind of contradict myself there, but so yeah, those are my three things. You have to get the quarterback, get a good defense and establish a winning culture. Basically the needs for every single team in the NFL, but uh, at one in 15, the, you know, th that's kind of the obvious ones. Well, Ryan, I'll say this. When you are the team that is one 15 and you have the first overall draft pick, Basically, the objective is simple. Get the best players you can. Trevor Lawrence is definitely the best player in the draft. 
Um, they definitely need some better defensive players if they plan on, you know, winning the Super Bowl with Trevor Lawrence under a rookie con- contract. Um, establishing winning culture, I think, with Urban Meyer coming from Ohio State, who won national championship there and winning two national championships in Florida, I don't think that'll be that hard to do. Um, but yeah, keeping it simple, this is just a team that just needs to get the best players available. And I think with having Urban Meyer as a head coach and a you know a GM who just knows his position, um, it's just simply getting the people you want. Trevor Lawrence, don't overthink it, as you said, Ryan. Just get this guy. Yeah. And the Jaguars' offense really isn't that bad. Like, they went 1-15, and 15, I know. But James Robinson was a 1,000-yard rusher. They had um, DJ Chark, who he was hurt, like, probably about half the year. But he's a really good um, player. And, you know, Urban Meyer, every single place that he's coached at, he pretty much flip-flopped him. I mean, he took teams that were eh to – winning national championships to winning ball games to and I know this isn't college but I think he could do it he is um respected around every football league I mean and if there's anyone to do it I think Urban Meyer can do it all right let's move to probably going to be the worst franchise in the NFL or uh, in most people opinions uh, actually is the worst franchise in the NFL I don't want to hate on uh Texans or Texans fans, but let's just get the elephant out of the way. The number one thing that the four and 12 Houston Texans have to do, look, just do the right thing. Okay. Just pray to Sean Watson. It'll all be okay. Just do the right thing. Don't be, don't, don't be, you know, what's about it. Draft one of the big four, whether it's you trade him for the number one overall pick who I just mentioned, kind of, um, you could trade him for the Jaguars, the Jets, the Panthers, the Broncos. Please, the Broncos. I would love that. Look, you just have to get him out of town. Don't make this relationship any more worse than it has to be. He's not going to play a game for you. There's no reason to let this shiny Ferrari new car sit in your garage and collect dust, okay? Let him go. Let him be free. Like, just let him be free. Number two. You have to get a new QB, whoever that may be, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Go get that guy a weapon. You're losing Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, and free agency. Go out, spend your draft capital. You're going to end up getting like 17 first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. Get a weapon. Get to get Jamar Chase. Get Devontae Smith. Get Jalen Waddle, Rashad Bateman. I don't care who it is. You have to get a number one receiver here in this draft when you trade for when you trade away Deshaun Watson. And then also I didn't mention this in my first point, but you're gonna probably get Tua Tagovailoa if he wants the Dolphins in return. You could flip Tua for like another second round pick, which gets you another weapon if you decide to do that. Number three, draft the young defensive talent and save your money. No one's gonna want to come to this team. I promise you that. There is not, no one's going to want to play for the Houston Texans because of the ownership and the way they have been run from the top down. It's been horrible. So, draft good defense, and hopefully your culture can change around to where you could re sign those guys. Save your money. You're going to go like, you're probably going to go 0 16 next season without Deshaun Watson and JJ Watt and DeAndre Hopkins. Your, your stars are gone. Just save your money and save your cap space for the future. 
Yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. I really think if you're Houston, you just have to accept the fact that you got to start over. Even though you're a 4-12 and team, you just got to act like you're an 0-16, 0-17 team. Just start from scratch. Your best player doesn't even want to play for you anymore. Trade him. Get what you can out of him. You know it's going to be a good amount. And use those picks to build around another guy that's talented. And this is a, a, a draft class this year that has a lot of quarterback talent. Even if you go down to the later round, and maybe even get like Mac Jones. He's still a guy that you can build around if you get the right weapons around him. And I really think if you trade Deshaun Watson, that shouldn't be as big of a problem. But yeah, don't spend the money as well. I definitely agree with you there. No free agent's going to want to come to Houston anytime soon. Regardless of what they do this offseason, the band-aid that they got to rip and the damage that they got to try and heal, it's going to take years to recover from. This is not something that's not going to be fixed within the next three to six months. It's going to take years before all of a sudden this is a team that will be considered entering the seventh seed in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know why they don't want to trade him. It, it just makes no sense. Like, if teams don't want, to, don't want, you know, someone, they just trade him. But if a player doesn't want to play for the team, then they're, oh, we can't trade him. No, we're not going to trade. It's like, I get it. Deshaun Watson is a franchise quarterback. He is dime a dozen he is so hard to find but if he doesn't want to play for you why the locker room is not going to be good the culture is not going to be good like and right now I think he's at his highest value let's say he plays for them and he plays worse because he just doesn't want to be there then the Texans aren't going to get what they really could right now they could get multiple first round picks multiple seconds and probably players and I just, yeah, the Texans just need a full rebuild. No one even wanted their um, uh, head coaching job. So they just need a full, you know, rebuild. All right, let's move on to a team that just actually acquired a quarterback uh, not too long ago. The 11-5 Indianapolis Colts. Yes, so I have the Colts. The number one need would have been quarterback, but we all know Carson Wentz is there with um, uh, Frank Wright. If there's anyone that's going to fix him or bring him back, it's going to be Frank Wright. And so what better way? You just got to get him weapons. They have 44, almost $45 million in cap. So they have some money to play with. And I think that they should get weapons in the draft. They're pick 21. So maybe a, you know, a, um, a, Rashad, a Rashad Bateman falls. That'd be a really good fit. Terrence Marshall, who I think Terrence, Terrence Marshall will um, uh, be there. Then then you could go free agency route. You got Hunter Henry, John um, uh, Johnny Smith, who's actually in their um, division, so he could just swap over and then play the Titans twice. Uh, Marvin Jones, I actually really like Marvin Jones. He he's a sneaky good player, and I think he could he could do good for the Colts. You got Corey Davis and Will Fuller because um, Carson Wentz likes to throw it deep. No, um, uh, number two, I have Edge. And they have DeForest Buckner, who he's great. He's good defensive tackle. But I think their best edge rusher last year was Justin Houston, who is getting up there in age. And he's not as um, productive as he once was. And so I have players like Carlos Dunlap, who just got cut. So depending on the cap, you know, he could come in. Bud Dupree, who was hurt, 
last year, so you might be able to get him for cheaper. Yannick and and um uh, Gakwe, that'd be he'd he'd be more expensive, but they have the money to get him. And then third is left tackle. Their left tackle retired. I know there was rumors about putting Quentin Nelson there, but I just Quentin Nelson's just such a good guard that I think that they should leave him where um he's at. And one name that I love and I hope the Colts can do it is Trent Williams. If they could, they have the money right now. If they could pair Trent Williams with Quentin Nelson, I mean, that line would be unstoppable. But if, but if they don't, they could draft Alex Leatherwood, Jalen Mayfield. You know, there's like other um, uh, um, uh, options. You know, I love that despite the fact that the Colts actually have a pretty decent offense that we're still trying to improve their offense on the offensive line, getting them more weapons, tight end receiver, whatever have you. I mean, they already have their running back set in place who I think is going to end up being one of the best running backs in the NFL and Jonathan Taylor. Um, this is all about making Parson Wentz as comfortable as possible. Uh, you mentioned Ed Rusher. I really think that this is a team that could, signed to JV on Clowney to the money that JV on Clowney actually wanted that didn't he didn't get in last free agency you add him you have a second edge rusher to compliment DeForest Buckner then you have one of the best edge combos in the NFL I agree I think I think the Colts should definitely still do better offensively I think even though they got the quarterback situation basically perfected because I definitely thought Carson Wentz was going to be with Frank Reich pretty soon um Getting a left tackle would definitely help just solidify the offensive line. I know, again, there were talks about Quentin Nelson kind of being there playing left tackle or right tackle, but it just makes so much sense to just improve your offensive line because, again, the rest of the offense is actually pretty good. They have good receivers, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell. They have Jonathan Taylor backfield. They have Clark at tight end. You know, they have a good offense already. So if you can just have a good offensive line under Frank Reich's system, Carson Wentz should thrive in Indianapolis. And then defensively, you know, if you can get other defensive players, especially at the edge position, um, if you can get more situ- create more situations where the force Buckner's on one-on-one, I mean, that's a defensive just Super Bowl team right there. So the Colts, they really t- reminding me right now, the 2015 Broncos, um, and hopefully they'll find more ways to kind of complete that um, comparison in this free uh, for regular, sorry, off season. All right, let's move on to Ashton's second favorite team in the NFL, it seems like, because of who their running back is, the 11-5 Tennessee Titans. Okay, first of all, they're not my top anything team. Second of all, <laughs> I do like Derrick Henry, though. I definitely think he is the best running back in the NFL. And when I say running back, Ryan, I mean running back, not catching back. I understand you put Alan Kamara on the top of like, your running it back It sounds list. like you don't know what a running back is. Because running backs catch I know the what, ball, Ashton. Running back, not catching back, Ryan. Anywho, He's I have the Tennessee the Titans. Back. Yes, he is. 2020 record, 11 wins, 5 losses. Lost in the wild card to Baltimore. It was actually a pretty close game. Props to Lamar Jackson actually winning a playoff game. Um, that was your running number, back in that one. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Number one. Get a pass rusher, and yes, it will cost you. You just need to accept it. If you plan on being a contender in the NFL, let alone your division, you need an edge rusher. If you plan on stopping Carson Wentz twice a year, uh, if you plan on stopping Trevor Lawrence twice a year, 
if you plan on stopping, rather somehow Deshaun Watson comes back and plays or, you know, a first-round quarterback that's coming out of this draft, you need an edge rusher. So just do it. Rip the Band-Aid. Spend the money. I know you didn't want to it today, Don Clowney, but if you plan on getting a solid edge rusher to complete your defense, just spend the money or do whatever you got to do in trading. Number two, expand the offensive playbook. Granted, I think they're already going to do that because their OC just got hired to be the head coach in Atlanta. So I think they'll have a better offensive scheme that doesn't always involve three tight ends and a fullback on like a third of their plays. But I really think that will definitely help Derrick Henry even have a better year and also set up for more offensive plays for Ryan Tannehill in the passing game. I think this Tennessee offense is already good just with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, but it can easily be better if they can just spread, get the formations more spread out and not play such old school football. Number three, improve the O-line. Even when they did spread the formations quite a bit, there were still times when Derrick Henry got stuffed, and that's something that you don't want to happen too often. The last thing you want is to have Ryan Tannehill set at third and long. I, the way their roster set up, it's just not meant to handle third and long situations. So improve that offensive line, not only to protect Ryan Tannehill, but to make it really easy for Derrick Henry to get his seven, eight yards per carry on a daily basis. Well, I will say it's going to be interesting uh, for Arthur Smith in Atlanta when he's not forced to feed Derrick Henry the football and actually expand the offense. Uh, you know, you mentioned the offensive line. Uh, PFF ranked them the 15th, uh, 15th ranked offensive line, so right in the middle of the pack. If they want to take that next step to being a Super Bowl contender, you know, most of these teams up there that are, you know, the best in the NFL have these top 10, top 12-ish lines in the NFL. So they're going to have to add probably a piece at left tackle or right tackle. They just traded Isaiah Wilson away actually to the dolphins. So they're going to have to do some work along the offensive line. If they're going to want to, you know, kind of take that next step as an offense and it's and a super bowl caliber team. Yeah. And your number one need is that's if they can get that and they could fix that, I think they already make that jump. If I'm not mistaken, the Titans had 19 sacks last year the entire year had 19 sacks. I don't think that's including playoffs, like just regular season. That's just a little over a sack a game. That's, that's just not going to cut it. It, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They're going to eat you alive if they can just sit back there and there's, there's no pressure. So I just think it's going to cost you edge rushers are not cheap anymore. Joey Bosa, I think reset it and he's making like 25, 27 million a year. So it's not going to be cheap, but if you want to make that next jump, you just, you're going to have to bite the bullet and you're going to have to spend the money. Yeah. You know, I don't like to look at sack numbers individually, but I will say, I know that they were bottom five in the NFL in pressures as well, because I prefer to look at pressures than sacks, but both are obviously valid forms of looking at it. Yeah. Pass pressure is definitely a need. And I think that will conclude the AFC South. Thank you so much for listening to The Stampede. Whatever platform you're listening on, do yourselves a favor. Do us a favor. Uh, please leave a review. All feedback is appreciated. And subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Stampede. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. For Ryan Jones, Ashton Yanez, Nick Romero, we'll see you guys next time.